your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Welcome into Ask Level, the podcast edition, episode number eight, alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. I'm here, of course, via Double T 97.3. As always, post bye week, West Virginia week. Level, how was your bye week, man? It was good. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun to uh, be able to sit back and kind of watch uh, football from uh, a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, f- fascinating to me because, I mean, the, the, three of the main games that I watched, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I was interested in, in TCU and Oklahoma State. Right. And, um, but then I also caught a lot of Tennessee, Bama. Sure. And then Utah, USC. They just happened to be – you know, uh, on at either the same time or a separate window, combined 138 to 131 in those three games, and you have three unbeatens go down. So just a a seven-point difference, even though there's about, what, uh, 270-plus points scored in those two games. And it's all – but anyways, uh, I thought thought the Big 12 games were Mm – you know, okay, um, you know, but I, I thought that Oklahoma State TCU game was was interesting. And and I tell you what, what's now happened, Choice, is that, you know, how was my bye week? My bye week suggests to me after watching Big 12 football and looking at the lay of the land, mm-hmm. you have one playoff contender right now. That's pretty much it as it stands right now. And it's yeah. uh, that they reside in Fort Worth. They have the best chance – uh, not that it just depends on there's going to be a lot of other things that need to happen to get like one and two lost teams in. Not that that won't happen. It probably will. But I'm just saying as it stands right now, I know it, it pains me to say that as much as it does for you to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I my bias leaks in a lot. I completely admit that. But is it possible for there to be a 6-0 and team and me still not buying into them? Because I watched that game and I still, the whole time, I'm thinking OSU is clearly the better team. They just let it get away. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think there's a lot of these teams though. But you, you had at some level, you have to credit people for just winning and yeah, figuring yeah. out ways to win. Because I didn't think that their quarterback played great uh, this past weekend, and they still kind of figured out that that's like TCU has a guy that Texas Tech lacks just to localize it again. Because sure, Quentin yeah. Quentin Johnson is as special of a player in the country as I've seen. He is a freak. He will be playing on Sundays next year. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, I mean, every, I mean, it, it increases your margin for error when you have guys like that. And and he's a game breaker. He's a game changer, however you want to phrase it. And that's kind of what we've been talking about is you just miss that kind of guy. I think Eric was kind of that guy last year or kind of coming into his own. I would have loved to have seen what, another year here especially in this offense yeah yeah. what it would have looked like because he was just somebody that can kind of take over uh talking about Gary Gizukama uh but anyway so that that's kind of my my thought there but I I can see that why there there's there's all these teams are flawed but that's the beauty of it and that's why it's hard to figure out week to week but uh yeah to to answer your question long story short the bye week was good it was nice to kind of catch our breath here and now uh now we got a bunch of home games yeah. Uh, to finish this thing up, and then you you you're halfway through. So let's see uh, let's see what you can do with it. Yeah, four out of the final six will be home games for the Red Raiders, starting with this weekend against West Virginia. This game is one of those that probably looked uh, nothing's easy, but at least a little easier a week ago than it does right now. West Virginia coming off of a win against Baylor. 
How do you view the Mountaineers, Chris? Well, here's the here's the interesting thing. They started out zero and two. They've won three of their last four. Mm-hmm. You started out two and zero and have lost three of your last four. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think they're flawed, like everybody else. But I think they're pretty good, and I think that uh, for them to run as well as they did against Baylor uh, this past week to run it uh, over 200 yards. That tells you a lot because Baylor's front is as old and as good as anybody in this league. Yeah. And, and they just, and it was a backup running back at Tony Mathis. Uh, that's the one. So, and, and their defense is built very similar to Oklahoma state. They're very good up front. They're deep up front. They're old up front questions in the back on the back end of that defense. So they do give up some passing yards. So they're very similar there. Uh, but th- this is the one quarterback, though, that I'm looking forward to playing from a Red Raider standpoint, just because mobile quarterbacks have given Texas Tech trouble. They do most teams. JT Daniels is not this. JT Daniels is more of a sit back in the pocket, and that's why that running game is so key because that's how they manufacture those rushing yards. Is traditionally they don't. He doesn't tuck it and go. Sure, he's not a statue. Uh, but, but I, I think they're pretty good and they're probably pretty confident and they, they feel like that after a rough start, their season's kind of, yeah, they're coming in with some confidence. And so I think that's a bit scary and you, you need this win. I mean, you, this is a game you really need to win. If you want to try to get to bowl eligible, I just don't want to see what it looks like. If you're, if you drop to three and four and one and three in the league, because this is a home game that is crucial and make no mistake now that. West Virginia beats Baylor. I, I I feel like the pressure is clearly on you, you know, like the pressure is mm-hmm. on you to hold serve at home. It's kind of like, you know, the big 12 basketball race when you're kind of going Feels back like and it. forth and all that. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you've got to, you've got to win your home games here. And this is a game that you, uh, you need to play well in. If there's something that's the most glaring level of, of the last decade or so, your, your average to below average football oh, it's, years, yeah. it's not one in your home games. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, that's or what one it is. In the major- or one in the majority of them. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not saying going yeah. undefeated, but but you went from a team that would maybe lose one, two home games in a bad year to kind of going about 500 or so at home. And, and that's yeah. something that you're right. You have to absolutely win the home games there. So, um, Level, what, what do we need to see from – the Red Raiders on Saturday against West Virginia to to feel like you you're, you're going to win that one. Well, I, you know, obviously avoiding the mistakes that have plagued you, uh, the, the turnovers. Because if you play clean football, this team's pretty good, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to continue to see the effort that we've seen too, the energy. And I, I would see, and that's what you get in trouble is that sometimes okay, well they'll be at home. I'm going to assume that they're going to play as hard. That's not always the case. Sometimes that for whatever reason you're you're flat or you're rusty. I, I can't explain it. We talk about it till we're blue in the face. It's it's like one of those things uh, that just happens in sports at times. Uh, but uh, but I think uh, I think Barron. If I was guessing, I think Barron probably ends up uh, being the, the the quarterback this week. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I think Tyler Shuck is probably a week away. And so, you know, I, I think it, your strength, their weakness kind of thing, I think you can get rid of the ball quick and negate that old defensive line, maybe have a similar game plan to what you did versus Oklahoma State. Uh, and, and just, and hopefully his ankle is better and, and stays he- healthy the whole game because 
I think if so, that, that that's going to cause West Virginia some problems. And again, that's me kind of speculating and, and things like that, but that's kind of the way I, the way I see it, but no, this West Virginia is not going to give you anything and they're, they're flawed, but, but they're competitive. And I think they're coming in pretty confident. For anyone interested in this kind of thing, Texas <laughs> tech opens as a four and a half point favorite at home. Uh, the line has been moving towards Texas tech. All right, level. Let's go ahead and dive into some uh, questions from the audience. One you somewhat answered there, but um, it, it says, "Do we end up seeing Morton start the rest of the year if he has a good game against West Virginia?" Yeah, well, well, uh, I would not necessarily say that. No, uh, okay. I, I don't. Here's the fascinating thing, choice about how this is going to play out because you there's yes you're worried about this saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and next saturday afternoon and all the saturdays coming up but you have to have an eye on what the off season and next year looks like sure. and all that yeah. and i'm not i it's 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 going to be tricky to manage i just think that if baron starts and this may be okay with people i don't know and I, and you know what it, it, they may just say you know what this was the best thing for us right now whatever happens happens but if baron morton plays well and starts the rest of the season, I bet you see two guys leave and yeah. I bet their names are Tyler Shuck and Donovan Smith. And and, and you, you couldn't blame say, them. No, I I don't blame them. And yeah, then I mean, yeah, and 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 I think that if Shuck were to play, he may come back next year and maybe one of those other guys leaves. But I, I just that, that that's going to be the difficult thing to try to manage and to see kind of how that plays out because the decisions you're making here in October are, are what's going to very much affect your football team uh, next year. Because if somebody leaves, make no mistake, you will be going to find a quarterback in the portal. Yeah, You're not going to just have one guy or whatever. And then, you know, your, your freshman, Jake Strong, I mean, you, you, you would, you know, especially if two guys leave, I guess I should say, you're, you're going to be going to find guys in the portal. So anyway, it uh, we'll see what this whole thing, uh, looks like but yeah. it gives me a headache trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah this is this is where too many animal. good options are are a, a problem or trying well, to keep all the mouths fed and you know and all that stuff but we're seeing how important we've seen unfortunately at texas tech for a long time how important it is to have a good backup quarterback you you have right. to at this point so oh, yeah so it's a decision that you have to to be careful with that last question by the way was from preston uh this one from our guy Garrett flipping over to basketball. Good time for it with the the bye week. Who is the one guy in bas- on the basketball roster no one's talking about, but they should be? Oh man, um, let me think about that. Um, well, yeah, it depends on what circles you're in. Sure, but I, I guess publicly. I, yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, I'm going to hedge my answer on this a little bit. Just because I don't know if enough people are talking about uh, Harmon and Isaacs, okay? okay? So I'm going to give you two names, and I'm going to tell you why. I think people have talked about Davion Harmon and Pop Isaacs a bit. However, okay. are they talking about them enough? I don't know, and, and here's why. You've played the last three to five-ish seasons without a true point guard. Mm-hmm. And I think now all of a sudden you have two that have dropped in your lap. You know, and and I think one that's uh, that's older and and has been through it. He's played in this in, in the United Supermarkets Arena before as a as an opponent. 
in Davion Harmon when he was with the Sooners. Mm-hmm. I think he's very tough. He's very talkative. He's very quarterback uh, style kind of guy. Yep. I don't know if he, he's not going to be a guy that, that shoots it uh, and punishes you a ton from deep or anything like that. Isaacs can do that. But these are two guys that this is what they are. They're pure point guards. And I think that at times you've kind of gotten in a bind offensively just because you haven't had somebody to run the show. I mean, yeah, a couple of years ago, Matt Mooney tried to do it. Uh, you know, you, you had Davide try to do it. You even had Culver try in recent years. It's like you almost let uh, Jamias Ramsey kind of semi do it. I mean, you know, Mac McClung kind of do yeah. it. They're, 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 they're not, none of these people are natural right. uh, point guards. You know, you had Davion Warren and kind of Adonis Arms and kind of Kevin McCuller last year. This is just not naturally their skill set. You got by with it, and you figured out different ways to beat people. But right, I just right. think uh, having a true natural point guard will be a difference maker. And again, there's some give and take here. I don't know if you're going to be as good on defense as you were last year. That is a fact. Okay, okay. you're not as long and rangy and athletic uh, as you were last year. Really, not even close. But I think having a pure, like a quarterback type guy uh, running the offense at times will certainly pay pay uh, dividends. All right, uh, a couple more back to football, and then we'll wrap. Uh, level. This is from Log Raider. Why do we continually bring kickoffs out from four to six yards deep in the end zone? We don't have anybody that's a game breaker with enough juice to take it all the way. That really changes things when you start from the twenty-five versus the fifteen. It's uh, it's a question that's been asked uh, till the uh, since the end of time, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it. it uh, I think I think part of it. It, it, it at times it drives me crazy too. I, I, I get it because I'm a, I'm a just I generally live life with burn the hand guy. That's kind of my yeah. mentality most of the time, and that's why you know I'd be a bad gambler just because it's like I, I'm I'm looking to minimize risk. So if you just tell me, hey, you're going to get it at the 25 every time, right. I'm probably just going to take it. Like, yeah. thanks for giving it to me. And I didn't even have to work for it. I just have to catch it and tell everybody to leave me alone or let mm-hmm. it go to the back of the end zone. I gather they're trying to be aggressive. I gather they're trying to find some hidden yards. I gather they're trying to make the other team cover it as opposed to just giving them a playoff. There's different philosophies there. And over time, maybe you, you do bus one. But you're right. The results would suggest to me – right now that you, you should just <laughs> take it at the 25. Um, you know, you don't have a game breaker or haven't shown that um, at either kickoff or punt returner, really. And yeah, so true. it's been a, it's been a while uh, since you've kind of had that, but I, I, I think it's just trying to make them cover it, trying to have an aggressive mentality, but those are valuable yards when you get tackled at the 16 or whatever versus the 25. And against Oklahoma State at the end of the game, you took it, got tackled at the 15 and clock, you know, valuable clock time came off. Yeah. You know, whereas if you'd have just said, hey, I don't want to do it, you get you get uh, nine or ten extra yards and no time comes off the clock. So, but yeah. I think you're just trying to give yourself a chance. That's their philosophy is being aggressive and, and again, live or die by it, I guess, you know. Yeah. Uh, this question says what has happened to Baylor Cup? Seems like he's been MIA since the UT game. Well, B- Baylor's been injured for much of his college career. Okay, mm-hmm. he he is uh, he looks the part. He's got quite the resume, 
you know, he came in with, with some pomp and circumstance a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a kid that's still working on his confidence and trying to get into a rhythm and, and trying to figure things out week to week. I think that because we don't see these guys catching passes as much, we think they're not really fat, you know, a factor. Sure. But I, I would tell you that, that, Josh Cochran and Zach Kitley, the guys that coach these guys, would tell you they are very involved and have done really well blocking and doing the other things. But we only focus on them when they're targeted or they're catching passes and things like that. Uh, but uh, because there's been a few games where the tight ends have just been like non-existent from a receiving standpoint. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think that they have gotten better and, and they've, they've been very involved. And because you put up what nearly 600 yards of offense against uh, Oklahoma State. And I think they had a lot to do with that. Uh, it's just not not a lot of catches there to be had for Baylor sure. or Mason, uh, if I'm being honest. And so um, that that's just part of, uh, again, figuring it out. It's just amazing how many – you lead the Big 12 and one of the top teams in the country and throwing the football, and I still feel like you're not super talented, you know, like it, it – it, Mm-hmm. And receiver and and with some of these you know because there's not many yards after the catch for you right right you know you haven't had these these catches where man he'd throw it for 12 yards and he'd bust a tackle and he's gone you know we you just don't have that dude yeah. uh but uh but yeah i would love uh, as much as anybody i'd love to see these tight ends continue to get get acclimated more and more as we as we go along and maybe the west virginia matchup dictates it i don't know we'll see all right final one here uh, with the back half of the season coming up, this one's from Hunter. Level, which game is the easiest one left on the schedule? Which one is the toughest? Well, right now, it's the, the easiest. Uh, the easiest answer, okay, to, to give you is that TCU and Fort Worth is going to be the toughest because they're playing well, they're fast. Yeah. It scares you a bit. They're they're playing with a lot of confidence, and the fact that it's in Fort Worth still could have a lot of red in that stadium, but I. I yeah, agree. yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, as far as the easiest game goes, I'm either going to say it's it's against West Virginia or Kansas at home. Mm-hmm. Especially Kansas, I say that because their their Jalen Daniels may still be out. True, I don't know what that looks like, and they're starting to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. But I, I man, I'm I'm maybe going to say West Virginia, and it's not going to be easy just because their quarterback is the one immobile guy that you're going to face mm-hmm. everybody else has got a runner and, a, and an athlete and a dual threat type jt daniels is just not that so it, it will be a different matchup and a, a maybe a more manageable matchup compared to what some of these other guys are going to give you uh so but e- easy i'm i'm a bit uh i'm a bit uh squeamish on suggesting you to you Tough that would be easy yeah, yeah kar- karma's <laughs> undefeated i'm not going that route yeah i don't think easy is the right word maybe Maybe most attainable or most yeah, winnable versus That's least right. winnable because they're That's all right. going to be pretty tough. Yeah, every game left on the schedule is winnable. Every game oh, yeah. is losable. So yeah, you you could. I mean, and, and you won't you won't go six and zero. You won't go zero and six. It'll be right. somewhere, you know, in the in the middle there. But the key is, is it closer to six or is it closer to zero? That's yeah. what we're trying to. There's one. Out. There's one stat I am ready to to throw out the window and that's the not having a winning big 12 record since 2009 and but i mean do that with a four and two record down the stretch i know but you're sitting here at one and two right now <laughs> yeah, i mean and, right. and you have faced 
some of the toughest teams already. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Texas, Kansas State, and, and Oklahoma State are three of the top four teams as it stands right now, right. excluding yep. TCU. And so they're they're in your rearview mirror. But you don't know what Oklahoma's going to look like at the tail end of this thing. No. You don't know what Baylor's going to look like in two weeks. I mean, exactly. that's the scary thing because they're, they're still very talented. Right. It's just, uh, yeah, buckle up, buddy. Put yeah. that chin strap on there, Woodman. Big 12's as wild as we've seen it at least oh, two, yeah. 20 wild years open. or so. Absolutely. So, level was fun. Swift Enjoyed as it. usual. And uh, we'll do it again next week, hopefully, after a win over the Mountaineers. Keep hope alive. For sure. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.